When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Megan Teets, and this is Extra Awesome, a series of bonus episodes from Sorta Awesome designed to bring even more awesome into your life. This episode is extra long because I invited one of my favorite people to talk about one of my favorite topics, and well, we used a lot of words. Today's episode features my friend and fellow podcaster, Jamie Golden, and we are talking all about crafting the perfect music playlist and all kinds of other music fun and goodness. So let's get right to the show. Hello, awesomes. Today, I am so thrilled to bring onto Extra Awesome, Jamie Golden. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I feel more awesome just being here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, this is going to be an amazing episode of Extra Awesome. Jamie, if you do not know, is half of the podcast dream team that brings us the podcast every single week. She co-hosts that show with Knox McCoy. And last January... They put out one of my very favorite episodes of the podcast ever, and it was all about song lyrics. They titled it Song Lyrics, the Most Resonant and the Most Wrong. And I have to tell you, Jamie, I've listened to many, many, many episodes of the podcast. This was the first episode when at the very end, I was actually crushed that we had gotten to the end of the episode. Oh. I was like, I want more music talk. <laughs> oh, I love, and we, it's so, we don't get to talk about it as much as we want to, because we talk about TV and movies yes. and even books probably more than we talk about music, yes. but it was such a fun episode for me too. Yes. I loved it. Well, I loved it too. And so when we started planning out the schedule for Extra Awesomes, I knew that I wanted to find a way to bring Jamie Golden onto Extra Awesomes so that we could talk all about music for a little bit. But before we get into that, Jamie, could you give us just a little bit of your life story, kind of where you're from, what you're up to now, all the things that you have going on? Well, I am, this sounds, this, I feel like we're, I'm on a dating website. So I feel like I'm going to take this really seriously. Okay. <laughs> okay super serious. Um, for all the awesome men listening. Hello, <laughs> awesome men. How you doing? Um, so I live in Birmingham, Alabama. I was born and raised here, only left to go to college, came right back. I love the city so much. And I, like you said, I'm a podcaster. I'm also a baker, which is a weird, I have a weird array. I, I have a marketing background. And then I am now a stay at home Jamie, which yes. is the best job I've ever had. It's not like a stay at home Jamie, like I have a husband and kids. No, I don't. I'm not married. I've never been married. I don't have children. I'm just a stay at home Jamie. Yeah. Um, I'm the neighborhood watch. That's what I, I tell people I'll <laughs> do. Yeah. So I'm a baker. I have a, a bake shop called Jamie's Sweet Revenge. I make cake pops. And so that's kind of half of my other life. And then I also do kind of more respectable to keep my parents proud of the money they spent on my degree. I do digital marketing consulting. So that's kind of like my respectable job. But really, I'm a baker and a podcaster. Gotcha. You have a lot going on. That's a lot to juggle. Well, it's perfect for an ADD survivor because I, I don't have to do any one thing all day, every day. I can do lots of different things all day, every day. And most of it involves watching 
television. So that's perfect. Totally. Yes, that's part of your professional uh, yeah, work. It's, that you have to get it's done. professional development, really. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, just before we started recording, you and I were talking about how pivotal the role of music is in our lives and just how it's very um, unbelievable that not everybody feels this way about how big of a deal music is in life. Yes. I'm always shocked when people are like, oh, I just like to be in the car and it be quiet. Like, <laughs> no, I but can't. Why, but why would you? But why? Why, why would you be that way? Like, what? How? No. I don't understand. I don't get it. And you know, I was thinking about this as we were preparing for this show. I honestly cannot think of a time in my life when music wasn't bit this big of a deal. In fact, I can remember when I was a tiny, like early elementary little girl sneaking up to my parents' bedroom and getting out their record player yes. and getting out my mom's Anne Murray records and the Carpenters and just turning those on. I mean, I was like six and seven and needing to have music in my life that way. I was super interested to hear if you're the same way, if you've always oh been a music person or... Well, I love that because I... there. So where little Megan was doing that in her house, yes. little Jamie with her big head, was doing that. I was sneaking into my brother's bedroom. I had an older brother. He's six years older. And I was pulling out his Chicago records. And I was pulling out his, like, Michael McDonald. She's Mm -hmm. a maniac. I was doing my, she's a maniac dancing. (laughs) And I would just play them over and over again. And I remember clearly getting... Like, my mom, at the first time I could buy music, I bought cassette tapes. That's dating me. Oh, I'm yeah. still really young. I'm still really young. <laughs> awesome guys. But I I bought two, and this can tell you everything you need to know about me musically. The two first cassette tapes I owned were Cindy Lauper, She's So Unusual. Uh, me too. Yes. Oh, exact same. Right? And then Amy Grant, The Collection. <laughs> In that crew neck sweater and that weird skirt she was wearing and that black and white moody oh cover. Gosh. So those two albums and then from then it was just, it was on. And I, I've never looked back. I've been obsessed. I mean, I there are clear moments in my life where I just sat by that recorder yes. waiting for the DJ to play the song I requested seven hours ago. Oh my gosh, he's going to play it right now. Garth Brooks, I can feel it. He's going to play it. It's coming. And <laughs> recording those and then playing those cassette tapes over and over again. Okay, so let me ask you this. I've, I've listened to some of your musical recommendations on the podcast through yes. uh, many episodes. Are there any like sort of genres of music that you just tend to avoid? You don't like it. It's not, it does, they don't find their way onto your playlist. There really are two, because I really am one of those people. I tell, when people say, what kind of music do you like? I, I say, I like music that makes me feel yes. things viscerally. Yeah. So joy, so I would say I love pop music because I feel joyful. I like R&B and hip hop because I feel confident, you know, and I like uh, sadness. So I love singer songwriters, but I don't, there's two genres that you'll never find on a playlist of mine. Okay. Electronic music. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mainly because I think about Vladimir Putin and Eastern Europe. And I think, mm. no, that's the Cold War. Yeah. I watched Birds of Spies. That's not good. <laughs> and then I don't listen to children's music. Oh, Which who really listens to children's music by choice? No, no, only parents against their will. And then we try to find like the most tolerable things like Elizabeth Mitchell, Dan Zanes. There's some stuff that's okay. Right. But yeah, yeah, nobody's yeah. listening to it by choice. 
<laughs> and I get in the car. Parents like first they first they apologize for what I'm having to sit on to sit in their car. Sure. Yes, and then so immediately the uh, the radio comes on and it's some sort of veggie vegetable singing something <laughs> about a pirate and they're like I'm so sorry I listen to cool music I promise I was right. like no I believe you right okay listen to cool music in my cool minivan for sure yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah the only two I have two as well that I tend to avoid and I feel like I'm gonna maybe hurt some feelings with this and I Uh-oh. apologize in advance just extend grace for this but I do not care for today's sort of like Nashville country. Um, I loved country music through the 90s and a little bit into the 2000s, but I don't know. I just, I listen to it now and it feels so far away from, from country roots. How is old it just am I? Not, is, it, is it because it's not Reba's fancy? Are you just well, feeling commenting that? Yes. 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 That's I, a huge part I of it. I still love country, mainly because I really like, now I don't like frat boy Get in the back of my truck. Like, I don't like that's that. That's the thing like, I don't like. I feel I like that's like everything that I hear on radio stations for a country Well, music I think now. that you have to dig sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, I love um, – I really do, as weird as it sounds, I do like Little Big Town. I like Carrie Underwood. I like – still love Keith Urban. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a callback. He's still making good music. I like uh, the band Perry. Yeah. Letty, Letty Annabellum. I, so I still love some – I mean, you, there are some hot guys making country music, but the, I just can't drink a beer and get in your Ford 150. I just can't. <laughs> I know. I can't. The other genre that I have a heart that I struggle with, I'm just going to be honest, is Christian contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I know. I know. I feel like some of these coming for my Jesus card so at some point because I'm right. saying this. But yeah, I just, it, I don't know. I haven't been a fan for a long time. Every now and again, there'll be a song that I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Now, as I've talked about in the past on the show, I love sort of freshened up new arrangements of the classic hymns. Right. I love that. Yeah. But when it comes to the, the, the contemporary Christian thing, I'm, I'm afraid I'm out on that. Yeah, I would say, like, you know, I sing it in church and really enjoy it mm-hmm. on Sundays and we'll play some worship music kind of I have a playlist for that and I've yes. picked out I've kind of handpicked some stuff I like but across the board I'm not listening to like top 40 Christian music gotcha gotcha okay well let's talk about where we find our new music our music discoveries I have a few friends that are you know that every now and again they check in with me like what are you listening to how can I find all this stuff that you find so I'd love to hear from you where are your favorite places or resources or whatever where you bring new music into your life well, I think there for me there are really just two places okay. that other than friends mentioning yes. or going to a show and it's an opening artist or whatever because I do like to watch live music. But two things, one is I my beloved Spotify. Like yes. I just can we just think about Spotify for a minute and have all the happy feelings that I feel. All the happy feelings. Oh my gosh, all yes. the happy feelings. Um, I really am sad that I abandoned Pandora because I really felt that way about Pandora forever. But Spotify has met all my musical needs, um, uh, minus Taylor Swift. So, uh, but Spotify does this really magical thing every Monday. They put into your playlist, it's a a mixtape of 30 songs that they think based on all this weird, you know, observation they're doing of you, which I'm on board for. I love you observing me and watching me click and like music and playing things on repeat. They bring you 30 songs that you've never played before, mm-hmm. and it is the most mysterious, on-point recommendation source. It is. I'm telling you, Jamie, one of the first things I do every Monday, it's part of my Monday 
ritual and routine is to open my Discover Weekly playlist and start listening to it kind of as I'm going about the house and, and doing some Monday business around here. Every single week, I'm like, how do you know me? I feel like Spotify knows me. Maybe better than some of the real life people in my life. Oh, Spotify is on my emergency contacts list because they know me so well. And it's really quite, I've read a, I read a great article on courts.com that talked about how this algorithm came about and kind of how they really framed it and how they've been so really impressed with even their own work of how well it kind of pulls together your musical taste, which they kind of have a hybrid and understand what you really like. And then based on kind of the 2 billion playlists that exist on Spotify, they're finding songs that just have never been, have never made them their way to your ears. And they're finding these artists that are so similar and it's really, it's so much better. Like, I always thought Pandora did a great job, and I have discovered artists through Pandora. But sure. nobody does the business like Spotify does. I mean, it's it's magical, honestly. It really there's, is. There's really no other way to describe it except it's pure magic. Yes. So. No, it's so great. And so my second place is a website called TuneFind. Um, and here's why I'm... Well, it's, I love music and TV shows. And that started way back from when I watched Felicity and Alias. And even when I first started watching Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy really is at the forefront. Their music supervisor is just on point, really. And now shows that's common. And so TuneFind has been around for a really long time. And you can go on a TuneFind and find any TV show. And they update it daily. And any TV show from 10 years back from the soundtrack that played in that episode or like, and then they have playlists. So where I'm really looking for music is every week they have the top trending 20 songs for the day, for the week and for the month. And I'm just going through and you can listen to them right on the site and I'm finding music that way. So even when I'm watching a show, like recently I was watching Jane the Virgin, Mm -hmm. which I love. And there was this pivotal scene and this great song and I'd never heard the song or her. And so I go on a tune find. And of course uh, it's an artist named Natalie Taylor. The song is Surrender. I'm now listening to it on repeat and feeling all the feels and then tweet about it, which was so fun. And then the artist, Natalie Taylor, who has a couple thousand followers, uh-huh. tweets at me and is like, I'm from Birmingham. Oh, my God. <gasps> what? I know. And I was it was so fun. And her her whole catalog. Now I've added it, of course, yeah. from Spotify and love everything that she's done. So to find is fun if you like. Again, I like to feel songs. Yes. And so. Even if I don't watch a show, like I don't watch Grey's Anatomy anymore, but they're still doing great music picks in their episodes. So it's great to kind of go in there once a week and kind of find some great music that way. Yes. Okay. That's so great to know. TuneFind. I'm going to totally check that out. Yes. Love it. Well, I'm the same as you in that I find a lot of new music through my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. And then also, have you ever listened to the podcast Song Exploder? I have. Well, not consistently, but I have listened to several episodes because I really do love the backstories of songs. Right. And so it is a really fun podcast. It's so fun. And they have a newsletter that comes out every Friday. It's called Five Song Fridays. And they put together, they have a theme for every week. And they put together five songs that are somehow based around a theme. And they send it to you in in a newsletter. And they're also on Spotify. I feel like my life revolves around Spotify. I know. (laughs) This is such a great, this is a great infomercial for Spotify. It really is. It really 
is. I wish I was on their payroll, but um, they're on Spotify. So you can follow them. And then every Friday they have a new playlist that comes out with their five songs. So you can either get it in newsletter form or you can follow them on Spotify. Oh, that's great. Again, it's like a really good eclectic mix of just st- stuff that you're like, oh, wow, I I love it. I never would have found this on my own. So oh, that's perfect. And I do kind of secretly look in my sidebar and see what my friends oh, my who I'm following, do. like you, yes. when you're, because I'm really, I'm so aggressive about making my streaming <laughs> private. Like I'm aggressive about it, but like you are not. <laughs> I am not. not. It is open. You're not. So I can see what Megan's listening to you. And it's super fun to kind of see. Now it is fun sometimes when I see moms that are like, they're listening to the children's <laughs> music and I thought, oh, they're in the car with yes. the children. I see. I know where you are now. Totally. But every so often they'll be, you know, like you're listening to somebody, I'll go, who's that? What? Who's that? I want to go listen to that. So it's fun yeah. to kind of creep on I your friends it. on Spotify too. Yes. One of my favorite features of Spotify, because it, there are a lot of parts of my life that I keep pretty discreet, but my music stuff, I mean, it is just all out there for yes. anyone to observe and comment on and all of that. So, okay. Well, speaking of Spotify, I wanted to talk to you about this because you and I both really love a playlist. And I, I've heard you say this before. I feel the same way. Like building a playlist is a really important process to me. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. just like a grab bag. Like I put a lot of thought into which songs go on which playlist, and then also the order they go in. I think I maybe was a DJ in a different life or something. Oh, I believe we are all DJs at heart. Like, now your audience, your club may just be you, and that's okay. (laughs) Right. Nobody else may want to come to your club. But I think we're all DJs at heart, and those are critical components of putting – and listen, I go way back to – I mean, I've been making mixtapes – Yes. For a very long time. Yes. I have loved following you on Spotify because you have some great playlists. I would love to hear of the ones that you've put together for yourself. What are your favorites? Well, my all-time favorite, mainly because I listen to it a lot because I feel a lot of things. I created a playlist called Serotonin. And it was a playlist that I built. It has about 50 songs on it that I built because I needed these songs that made me feel like that got me through sadness. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how did this song boost me through this moment of sad? So it's actually, somebody said to me once, you're like, there's your serotonin lo- playlist is pretty sad. I'm like, yeah, but for me to process sadness, I need to feel it. Yeah. And yeah. then just move right through it. Like that's, that's right. how my serotonin works. So mm-hmm. it has like artists like Trent Dabbs and Ben Howard and um, Eva Cassidy and Aaron McCarley, just really fun. And a lot of the songs that are on that playlist have come from Tune Find because obviously Ooh, yeah. TV shows know how to, you know, orchestrate a really powerful moment. And so I really, really love that playlist. So great. What about you? What's a playlist you've made that you love? Well, I have a few that have been um, fairly popular with other people. I made a class of 95 playlist. Ah, yes. Thank you. That is my, they were just my favorites from the nineties. I actually did graduate from high school in class of 95. And a lot of people have liked that one. Um, I have another one called windows down that I listen to a lot during the spring and summer. Cause it's just kind of like the kind of music you want to roll your window down and listen to. But my very favorite is called chill. It's probably my first playlist, honestly, that I started on Spotify. I think it has over 60 songs on it now because I do okay. just keep like piecing it together. But it, it's probably, I would say it's it's along the same lines as your serotonin playlist. It's, it's a lot of mellow stuff, a lot of acoustic covers. There's right. like some old Bob Dylan on there. There's quite a few Patty Griffin songs on there. Uh, I totally so tend to turn this on when I'm feeling a little moody. Like you said, it really helps with the processing of feelings. You and I are both ENFPs, which means we're actually introverted <laughs> feelers. So right. we have to kind of dig in to get through that emotional stuff. So it's so yes. funny because I feel like if my husband walks through the kitchen and he hears me playing like, 
Nico Case says, I wish I was the moon tonight. He's like, okay, I'm going to just keep on walking. Just right. gonna, That's just exactly like, right. Path and- <laughs> That's question. Like when people call me on the phone, which is the worst that they're calling you on right, the phone, right. like yeah. don't call me. But I needed to screenshot what I'm listening to right then. So it'll either show you like I'm busy, I have a clean the house mix, or it's that serotonin. And it's like, I'm listening to Ray LaMontagne. So yep. you do not want to talk to me right now nope. anyway, because I'm just going to start crying in the middle of it. So. <laughs> It's better. It's better just to, you know, just leave a text. It's fine. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you this. And then we'll, then we'll move off of the topic of Spotify. Seriously, this is not a sponsored podcast. It is really not, but I would like it to be. We will accept cash. We will expect, we will accept premium memberships for a year. We would love it. For sure. But okay. So other people's playlists, whether they're like a corporate playlist or whatever. Have you found any that you're just like, I didn't build this playlist, but I love it kind of thing. There are several 80s playlists that I love. Ooh. There's so many different little levels of 80s and 90s. Yes. Like is it a 90s pop? Is it a 90s hip hop? One of my favorites, it, it sort of involves me, but it really was curated by listeners of our podcast. Mm. And it was a playlist that was acoustic covers. Oh, yeah. The best acoustic yeah. covers. And it has a, over 160 yes. songs on it. I love it. And we had to do some gatekeeping. Like, we had to keep off some stuff that was because people just think acoustic means not speakers. And right. I was like, no, no, no. I really, we're looking for a feel to this. I was so, I took this so seriously. Knox was like, this doesn't matter. Why are you spending <gasps> what? time What? Knox? How Knox? dare you? Knox, go listen to Kanye and leave me alone over here with this precious job that I have. Yes. But um, it's great because sticks to that great playlist formula, which I think is stick to a theme, but have lots of variety. And yeah. so with the theme, it's the acoustic covers, but there are current hits like people covering Taylor Swift and then there is obviously Ryan Adams covering Taylor Swift there's people covering Johnny Cash but there's Johnny Cash covering Nine Inch Nails it's this whole loop of and we have a lot of followers of it and a lot of people will consistently send us kind of updates of like oh I just heard this great cover um and uh it's it's super fun so I and I actually listen to it all the time because it's really such a great background music playlist. It is. Acoustic covers is really one of my favorite just like classifications of music. And that is a fantastic playlist. You guys have covered so much ground in it. I love that one. So Mm. good. So good. One that I found, I had never seen an author do this before. Maybe a lot of them do it, but I had not seen one do this. But Rainbow Rowell, who writes sort of young adult type novels, uh, when she was writing Carry On, which is her most recent release, which is one of my very favorite books of, of the past year or two. She built playlists for that sort of inspire each of her two main characters, Simon and Baz. And so one of them's called Carry On Simon, and one's called Carry On Baz. And the Baz character, I feel like this is probably one of the bigger confessions I've ever made on the show, how much I absolutely adore him. And he's your like uh-huh. moody, angsty, teenage vampire magician. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just with Megan. Yes, I'm just all in for Baz. And the Carry On Baz playlist is so great. It's really dark. There's lots of like Depeche Mode and who else is on there? Nick Cave. I mean, just like really great, like just angsty dark stuff. And I have really been loving it. Like I mean, like you said, when you sometimes you just need that kind of mood music to just be like, ugh, I'm just in it. So well, and I love that because when I read a book, I will get very invested. In yes. characters. Yeah. And so to kind of get to expand that universe a little bit into the world of music, they w- and I trust the author to know that and yes. love that. Even yeah. so much as if you're confessing, I mean, Stephanie Meyer did that when she wrote Twilight. Oh, okay. I'm not saying I read all the Twilights immediately when they came out. <laughs> I'm not saying that. 
I'm not saying I saw the movies on opening night. I'm not confessing to that. But she would talk about the playlist of what she was listening to while she was writing. And it was a lot of, that's how I discovered Muse. I had never listened to them as Mm -hmm. a band and she loved them. And obviously that helped their career. They're not complaining about her talking about them a lot. So that moody, maybe 30 year olds could (laughs) learn to love their music. Um, I always joke that the soundtracks to Hunger Games and, even, God forbid, Fifty Shades of Grey, a horrible I mean, piece of literary work, but an amazing soundtrack. Yes, I have to agree. So good. Yes, so good. Yeah. So good. Okay, well, I promised we would move off of the topic of Spotify, but yes. let's, so I would love to hear from you. What is the best album, or maybe albums if you have more than one, that no one knows? Okay, so... I like, I'm not the kind of person who's a diva of like, oh, have you not heard of them? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah, I'm not that person. Like, I want you, I love Rihanna. I love Kelly Clarkson. I love Beyonce. Like, I love, I love Kanye. So I love popular artists, but I do want like people that I love to become popular. So I'm constantly like on their bandwagon and evangelizing for them. And so one of my favorite albums truly of all time and still, so this was an easy question. This is easy for me to answer is an artist, Emily Sande. She is a British singer. Um, she put an album in 2012 that I constantly am trying to get people to listen to because I love it so much. It's called Our Version of Events. She is an R&B singer-songwriter, so okay. combining two of my favorite genres. Um, the album was a huge hit in London. She was in competition at the time with Adele, and that's who she actually sounds a lot like, oh, is really? Adele. She does, and she's really great. But she's putting an album out, out, out an album, hopefully this spring. She's teasing it on Twitter because I'm stalking her. Okay. And I'm super pumped. She has this beautiful voice. And it's one of those albums where you really want to listen to it from start to finish, which oh, yes. is one of my favorite things right. about an album. Yes. And and it is so fantastic. So that's one. And then the second one, I just saw them live, is an, a group called Penny and Sparrow. Okay. And... They are just two guys who maybe are really attractive, so that may be part of my affection for them. It That's helps. fine. Right. Facial hair is a delight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Penny and Sparrow, their album, their new album is "Let a Lover Drown You," which sounds depressing. A little. But I don't think it has to be. That's a little alarming. That's a little. Yeah, but they're amazing and live because they're super funny guys who sing very sad, depressing songs. Interesting. And they say we're going to lighten the mood, and then now we're going to sing about a couple that feels like. The new has worn off and they're feeling sad. Here's duet. You know, so <laughs> songs like Catalog and Duet and um, they're just so good. So those are two albums that I'm constantly telling people, listen, listen, listen. I promise you'll love it, love it, love it. Yes. Good yes. stuff. Good stuff. Well, I have one that has been a favorite of mine for a long time. And I feel like nobody that I talk to has ever heard of it. And it's especially unusual because I live in Oklahoma and this is a country music album, even though I just said at the top of the show that country is not my favorite. <laughs> this is a throwback to 2005. And okay. it's Charlie Robinson's album, Good Times. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. Is or Charlie, Charlie Robinson. married to one of the Dixie Chicks? Yes, to Emily Robinson. Okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so he's this, like, Texas country music person. You know, I don't know how familiar you are, you are with the Texas country music scene, but they've sort it's of... It's big. They, you know, it's because everything's big. They have seceded from the Nashville country music <laughs> scene, you know, and they're doing I their like own that. thing, and I love it. It's more Americana style of country music. And so there's this 2005 album called Good Times. 
I just, I love it. It's one of those that I can listen to over and over, even though it came out over 10 years ago. And it has some really good, like really fun party songs on it, even though I was, again, just saying... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't need any more drink of beer songs in my life. But I don't know. This one feels, I don't know. It feels more real. It feels like less produced. It feels like authentically like you're going to grab a six pack and go float the Guadalupe River with him. Just the, oh, you know, like good. legit party Like Coors Light didn't implement yes. this album as a campaign. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Good. It also has some really, like really thoughtful, sentimental kind of reflective songs. There's a song called Photograph on there. That's just like him reflecting on his own parents. And then he has a child and kind of a circle of life kind of song, which is so beautiful. To remind you when you can recall what your daddy looked like when you were so small. Though you won't remember, it'll still make you laugh when you see us together. So it has just held up over time for sure. So Charlie Robinson's Good Times, if you like more Texas style, Americana kind of country, it is a great one to check out. I'm adding it to my list. Awesome. I love it. Okay. Before we go, what are you listening to right now? What's on repeat for you these days? Well, I mean, really, this is so funny. And everything that I've said up to now, like if you're listening and you're like, oh, we have such similar tastes, singer, songwriter, feel, feel, feel. But right now... Well, I'm patiently waiting for Beyonce's new album to of drop. Of course we all are, yes. Um, April, come on. Four, I get it. I understand how it's supposed to work. But right now, it is, and I thought I would be over it because I do move on from records pretty quickly. But Alessia Cara, oh, yeah. who is a baby, like she cannot rent a hotel room. She cannot <laughs> drink in the United States. She's so young. But she has an album called Know It All, and uh, it came out at the end of last year, and she's had a couple of hits that are pretty big on radio. But she is an amazing songwriter who really is writing. Now, I don't know how that what that says about me, that this teenager is writing pop songs that meet every need of my life no, as it. a woman not in her teens. I totally get it. But she, it's a fantastic, fun Outlaw is a great song. Um, I'm Yours is really just the song I keep waiting to put on a mixtape for this fella that I haven't met yet. Some love you have to break up my lonely and tell me you want me. How dare you march into my heart? Oh, how rude of you to ruin my misery. And I just keep saying that's one of the songs that'll right. be on your mixtape. Yeah, make for the playlist is ready. The yeah. playlist is ready. So it is what, and I still, even today, like as I was going through kind of what I was, I was like, yeah, I want to listen to that one more time. I want to listen to it. Got it. It's so good. Got it. I love it. Well, if you have been spying on my Spotify, you know that I cannot stop listening to the soundtrack to the musical Hamilton. Um, I have it on repeat and I am all in. I love it. If you're not familiar with the musical Hamilton, it tells the story of the life of Alexander Hamilton, but in a really fun R&B rap inspired way. And plus it has a ton of just like classic show tunes kinds of music too. So before we go, Jamie, remind us where we can find you on social media so we can keep talking about music. Of course I would love, and I want to hear other people's recommendations of things they love. Um, You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Jamie B. Golden. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening and we will see you all next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Extra Awesome. Show notes for this and every episode are available at sortaawesomeshow.com. Don't forget you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at sortaawesomemeg. 
And you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash sorta awesome. Until next time, stay awesome, my friends. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.